Welcome to Sweet Tea and Strategy, a podcast by Ackerman Marketing and PR featuring business and community leaders throughout Tennessee, talking about issues and trends of importance to our state and beyond, and sharing some of their very best sweet tea recipes and tea sipping stories. I'm Kathy Ackerman, and I'm very pleased to welcome Bob Rains, Executive Director of the Tennessee Entertainment Connection, to our podcast today. Uh, but before we dive into our actual interview, Bob, let's hear your thoughts and preferences on sweet tea, that true Tennessee staple of drinks. Uh, first of all, are you even a fan of sweet tea? And if so, is there any that you have had that is worth mentioning? Oh, well, Kathy, thank you for, for having me on and giving me the opportunity to talk about the uh, Tennessee Entertainment Commission. Um, yes, yeah, so sweet tea, uh, I, you know, I'm born and raised in the South. And the truth is, you know, my first recollection of sweet tea is my mamma. And, uh, and, and mamma Rains had uh, just the best sweet tea, um, <laughs> I believe, that I had ever tasted and uh, of course it came with lots of sugar and uh, you know, she she of used it, um, you know she would put she put at least a couple cups of sugar in it but it was a staple it was a staple at every lunch at every dinner you know as we have been doing these podcasts and, and mentioning sweet tea at the beginning of each one uh, probably 50 percent of the people that we have spoken with say that their grandmother their mama was the one who either introduced them to sweet tea or made them love it. And the key ingredient is always lots of sugar. So you're, you're fitting the mold there in terms of why we like it. Right. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> of course. It was always the Dixie. It was always the, it was always the, the Dixie sugar. Remember that? Yes. I think, called, I think it was the Dixie brand sugar. That's so funny. All the, all those memories. <laughs> Uh, we appreciate that, Bob. Thank you very much. But let's dive into what has to be a fascinating, fast-paced, and hopefully a very rewarding career that you're, you have had and are having in the film and music industry. Why don't you begin by just giving us maybe some basic grounding in terms of the Tennessee Entertainment Commission and what your organization does? Uh, yeah, absolutely. So, um, you know, our basic, you know, first, first off, we're, we're an office of a governor. The Tennessee Entertainment Commission was established in 1980. We currently work under the umbrella of the Department of Economic and Community Development. And really, our vision statement is to increase high quality job opportunities mm -hmm. uh, for Tennesseans that are that are in the in the creative field. I mean, because we have a, we have a great creative class and we use the Tennessee Entertainment Commission as a vehicle to promote and to implement our programmatic initiatives that help to reinforce the state of Tennessee um, as a relevant market for production um, and the development of multimedia. Uh, products here in the state of Tennessee. So, um, you know, this is all about, you know, trying to expand and diversify our economic landscape here in the state. And the, and the entertainment sector here is just, you know, one of those very unique assets that we happen to have that is uh, you know, not, not all other states have it. Um, and we've not been known so, for, for a yeah. long time. So it's not, a, it's not something that we're introducing as a new thing. It's been sort of deeply rooted in who we are in the state for decades. Yeah, I mean, the, the music industry alone is over 
hundred year old industry in the state of Tennessee. I mean, it's, you know, it's, it's been around and been established for, for a very, very long time. And, you know, and now, you know, it's, it's grown into to a multi-billion dollar, uh, dollar industry really across the state. So we look at all those facets, you know, the, the Tennessee Entertainment Commission, you know, we, we put our name in as entertainment because, we felt it was important to, you know, encompass content creation and that meaning film and television. Um, and then also, of course, the, the music aspect of it as well, because, you know, I'd like to point it out, it is such an historical industry here in our state. So, Bob, what got you interested initially in working in this field? Are you a musician and or an actor yourself? <laughs> no. He laughs. Uh, not at all. Yeah. <laughs> no. uh, so location scouting Lo location scouting oh, is what brought me into the door really you know i i was working on a political campaign when i was in my early 20s and and in that campaign one of my jobs was to do advanced scouting where we would go out to a county area and we would advance the the location for the candidate and what that sort of you know, my, my skills got built up around, um, you know, going in, negotiating around, you know, parking and all the logistics and fees and things that went into having to um, having to have a certain location. Mm -hmm. And it was very fast paced. Then I got to travel to all 95 counties in this state. Uh -huh. So I found myself within a year anyway of being on this political campaign that I had went to all these 95 counties and had, you know, uh, been a part of some sort of location scouting uh, component of it. And, um, and really, you know, from, from there, I transitioned those skills into uh, location scouting for productions because they were basically, they were similar skills. Right. And I just, you know, applied the, the logistics of location scouting and, and really the knowledge of a unique locations and topography, because by that time I'd went from the east, you know, part of our state all the way to the west part of our state. It was just such a, it was such a, a, a dynamic uh, topography that we had here. And so I was able to, to, you know, leverage my relationships and other things whenever I would be dealing with movies which is what I initially did, you know, they would come into the state and, you know, they would want to know, I need a place to film that has a church with mountain backgrounds. And so I was able to find that for them. And then I was able to also connect them with the right people within the area, just because of those relationships I had gained. So, so that's how I maneuvered my way. Yeah. You got a lay of the land literally from one end of the state to the other. That was perfect for the kind of, work that you would eventually go into. So what is it about the state yeah. of Tennessee that makes it a natural and particularly suitable place for the production of films as well as for the recording industry? What do we have here, generally speaking, that other states might not have? What's our competitive advantage? Well, the, the, main, the main two competitive advantages are workforce and our infrastructure. I mean, our, our workforce here is you know as i had said before it's a very uniquely positioned workforce 
in the music industry primarily because you have so many musicians that are that are here in the in the state of Tennessee we actually are ranked number 1 in the nation you know in in the in the music cluster anyway relative to the total workforce size that we wow. have I, mean, I did not know that one. Uh, yeah yeah and uh, you know we also rank number we also rank number 1 in artists in groups and uh, you know, having that mechanism around our workforce, our musicians, but, but along with that, you know, our engineers and our producers—that's also a part of that. You know, number one status that we have here. The you know the people that actually do the technical side of things. You know, that gives us that unique advantage, along with the infrastructure. Mm-hmm. So we have, uh, you know, lots of great studios, you know, here that have been utilized, you know, for, for many decades now, not only the, the new studios online, but the historic studios that people come to and want to record in. So on the music side, we just have this great infrastructure here. We have this great workforce here. makes it extremely easy whenever you're talking to somebody out in Los Angeles, let's say, when I'm having those conversations with people in LA and we're talking about music scoring, uh, which is a which is a huge growth industry here in our state right now because so much content being created that people need music scores for video games now and television and film and there's just so much of it being done. And when you're looking at the price points, you're looking at Los Angeles, which is very expensive compared to, to, to Nashville, Tennessee. Um, you are looking at musicians in Nashville that can actually uh, record quicker than they can in, let's say, Eastern Europe, which is the other competing, um, you know, the country that we compete against within the music scoring realm. Um, and we, we, and Nashville also has better quality than Eastern Europe has. And then we also are able to compete on price with London. And so when you look at the big major music hubs, you've got, you know, you've got London and you've got LA and now you've got Eastern Europe and Nashville just sits, at least on the scoring side, you know, music scoring, we sit in this great sort of competitive niche. And that's, you know, that's because of our workforce in our, in our infrastructure. For, for film and television, you know, it's the same thing. Film and TV, um, extremely transient workforce, right? That, 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 that's a very transient workforce. But however, talent attracts talent. And, mm-hmm. and that's what brings these people to us. It's because they talk to their friend who moved out from L.A., they came to Nashville. They love it. You call them up. You got to come here. And then you know they, you know these people, they just sort of attract you know one another. And you know you end up with a workforce like film and television. So we have a huge uh, migration of people coming from Los Angeles right now mm-hmm. um, into Nashville. We have for the last five years. I think we're one of the top ten places that people are migrating out of if not top five from uh, California right now. So the benefit of that is, you know, we're getting this great workforce. This workforce, you know, has worked on television series. They've worked on films. They've worked on commercials. They've worked on music videos. So they have a great background as well. And they've got a background that, you know, 
if you know for a minimum time span it you know is at least 10 years so let's say you know when nashville the tv series came here um you know started really building up you know a lot of our um, workforce and then of course infrastructure started you know becoming built around it that's where we sort of end up when we talk about you know how do you know what makes tennessee you know unique to let's say kansas <laughs> um i mean it's you know, we you know, we, we, we just have a, you know, we have a creative class. We well, have it sounds like we have it all. You know, we, uh, there are no missing pieces, and those pieces are actually fairly well integrated one with another because there's a history of coming together here to make music and film happen. Yeah, that, that's, it's an exciting story and, and really has happened pretty quickly. I mean, over the last five years, I would say there have been dramatic changes in terms of sort of the image of coming to Tennessee and doing things that used to only be done on the West Coast. Now, obviously, Nashville is known internationally as Music City, and I would guess that the music business has been a huge contributor to Nashville's exponential growth over the last few years. Now, do you see that growth continuing? And if so, what are the major elements that will keep fueling it? Well, yeah, I mean, absolutely. We see, we see music, um, certain, certain subsectors within music, um, you know, to have growth potential. Uh, one of those I was discussing was music scoring you know, because we're in the golden age of content creation. Cause you have to think, you know, with Netflix and Amazon and Apple, I mean, the, the, the content explosion over the last five years, is, is unlike anything we've ever seen in our history here in the United States. And so, uh, you know, obviously music is a huge component, you know, of, of that. Um, so again, we've seen about a 50% growth uh, rate in scoring for video games, films, television shows over the last five years here in the state. Now, what is, what is sort of limiting that right now is the infrastructure because you know, if you want to have big orchestrational scores, you have to have bigger places, you know. And so we're limited, I think, on our on our studios, you know, in that you know in that realm. But however, you know, as we grow and as we become uh, more of a hub for that sort of thing, investment will come into it to build the cluster out. And so yes. we we see that happen all the time. So I, I see that as definitely being, you know, something to, to, to watch for in the next five years is going to be our music scoring. The other thing I think is tour origination. With all of the music acts, you know, we've had tour origination, meaning, so tour origination is when you're, um, you know, you're Brad Paisley, for example, you need to set up, you know, you're going on a summer tour. You need to set up your stage, you need to set up your lighting, you need to set up all the LED screens and all, you know, you, everything has to be set up because it's a stage performance. And so what they need is they need a space, usually it's a large, you know, clear span, uh, 40 foot sort of studio where they can set their stage up and lights and, and coordinate everything, you know, at one time. Uh, and so there's a lot of companies here that already do that. So we already have a really great base here in the state for, for doing that. However, you know, we have a lot more growth potential, you know, in doing this because Nashville, as you pointed out, has become sort of an international um, brand at this point. And so 
what's happening now is you're getting a lot of interest from these bigger acts who are currently going to a field up in Pennsylvania to, to do all this. And they would rather do it, you know, in Nashville. With that, you are seeing interest in people building out specific studios to try mm -hmm. to accommodate tour origination. And so when you see this start, which you'll see this start in the next few years, it's already sort of underway right now. But once you see that happening, then once the space is built, then you'll see the then you'll see the other businesses that the service industry around it start to grow too. And that's where sort of that big economic impact boom comes from. Sort of um, the build it and they will. So that would be yeah, you know, build it, build it, and they will, will come. But you have to build it, you know, with the thought process that you have a creative element already in place in Tennessee. So right. you know that you have a baseline mm -hmm. here already to make the investment worthwhile. And then once you sort of build off of that, you know, I, I think that there's such room to, to, to grow in that, in that industry. And then our subsector of the music industry, then I would say, you know, the, the third thing to your question in terms of like the music sector is that, you know, the Music Modernization Act, um, which was recently passed. And so this is one of the most significant pieces of copyright legislation in decades um, that helps update our current laws to reflect, you know, the modern consumer preferences and, and, and the technology developments in the marketplace, AKA streaming. Yeah. And, and what this will do for us, uh, what this will do for us is this will allow our songwriters and our musicians to get paid. And, you know, where our middle class of our musicians has been hollowed out, this will bring that back. Mm -hmm. And and I think, you know, that that will, of course, surge into the community um, and, and that will have a an indirect effect, um, of course, to the economic landscape of our town and of our state. But it will also keep attracting more talent to come mm -hmm. in once they see that they can make a living, you know, doing this. Um, so I think that'll be the other thing that we will see will have a huge impact yeah. on, on our music industry. Yeah, that, that really is a sea change in terms of, of making a difference moving forward. Um, mm -hmm. Bob, what about the rest of the state? Uh, what do you consider to be the primary drivers for economic development around this industry in Memphis and Chattanooga and Knoxville, for instance, relative to being able to take advantage of the growth that's happening in Nashville? You know, Memphis, um, Memphis has always been an indie filmmaker's town. <laughs> yes. I mean, there's so much texture in Memphis. I mean, Memphis has so much texture to it. And I love Memphis. I mean, Memphis is just one of my favorite cities, you know, just because of the creativity and the DIY of yeah, the town. I agree. Um, I agree. And it's a very uh, unique it does and and that's captured i mean that's captured in the personalities i mean that's captured on on film and and it's been rated i think the last five years it has been in the top 10 best places for independent filmmakers to live and work in movie really? magazines it's you know one of those places where it the cost of living is still um you know it is still in a in a good place where people can afford to be there and they can afford to create whereas nashville has sort of changed i mean i feel like when i first got here 20 years ago 
you know, you could, you know, you could rent a place for five hundred dollars. You know, <laughs> no more. <laughs> That's that doesn't exist anymore. Exactly. And uh, you know, it, it, but uh, but but Memphis is just one of those great places. The community there is very tight. Um, you know, they're very creative together. And you know what you see emerging out of there is is really is really amazing stuff, and and we're able to put stuff there. I mean, we recently did an NBC TV series called Bluff City Law, with Jimmy mm-hmm. Smith. It was on NBC this, this past fall. Um, we we located that there. It's a great series for for Memphis. We've located um, you know a CMT TV series called Sun Records there. There's been uh, numerous movies like the Brian Banks story, mm-hmm. uh, which was which was filmed there, and um, and a lot of that was you know you have people like Craig Brewer and Tom Shadyak that are located in Memphis, and of course Tom Shadyak you know you, you probably know Tom and know his name from he did all like the big Ace Ventura movies with Jim right. Carrey, so I mean he was a he was a big you know he is and he's a big name. And, um, you know, he came to Memphis and bought a, he bought a place across from Stax and, you know, basically started it, you know, to bring in youth and to help, you know, the community there. He's a terrific guy. Uh, and he did a movie called Brian Banks and, uh, which is on Netflix now, terrific movie that, that we, uh, that we did there, but, you know, Memphis, again, just has that very great community feel to it with people and patrons that are living there, working there. I mean, they're, they're, they're really involved, you know, moving to the, moving to the other side of our state, you know, cause our state's so different is, is Knoxville and Knoxville is, is unique. <laughs> not, not a lot of people know this, but, but it is a non, it is basically a television hub for right. non-scripted, uh, television, you know, hey, you know, Discovery is headquartered out of Knoxville right. now. HGTV and, you know, Discovery, yes, yeah, HGTV, and and you know, of course, Discovery, brought, you know, bought scripts, which you know had all the brands, and now Discovery, which is this huge international company, you know, they've got fourteen brands underneath them. They're now, of course, located in Knoxville, and. What happens in Knoxville is it sort of has built up this engine around uh, scripts and now around discovery for these other production companies like uh, Jupiter or Lucid Media or North and South. And they go and, and River Media and they go and they, they produce content for these networks. And, and that has that's that's created this own little unique cluster around non-scripted television or, or reality television or docudramas or whatever you want to call it but exactly. i mean it's it's just uh, another yeah it's it's another unique component of our of our state that we're able to plug into on the, been, on the entertainment spectrum you could call it it's been fun to watch so many production studios crop up just in the last 10 years yeah uh, I mean, our, our state has a lot of geographic diversity. Obviously, you mentioned that just a minute ago when you drive from Memphis to the Tri-Cities in Upper East Tennessee, you, you pass through a lot of geographic areas that look very different, you know, one from the other, from mountains and lakes to cities and beautiful, idyllic, rural, sort of farm-looking areas. 
Talk a little bit about how you sell the various locations in Tennessee to film producers and, and just generally sort of how that sales process works in the industry. Do they typically come in and you drive them around or how, how does that all work? Yeah, you know, I've, you know, I've, I've been around, so I've been doing this for you know, about 18 years. I have a lot of relationships now that I've built up studios and independent producers over, over all of these years and sort of how, you know, usually the way it happens is that, you know, they'll, they'll come, you know, to the office or, you know, they'll give me a call or contact us and they'll have a script. They'll be looking at the creative elements of it. Um, you know, they'll want to know, do you guys have, you know, X location that will meet this creative, um, you know, sort of the, the primary creative needs of my script. We, we look at it, we break it down. We do uh, what's called a location breakdown. We then have a, we have a mech, sorry, we have a locations database. And this locations database has you know, tens of thousands of photographs in it from all over the state that we have um, gathered over the years. I think we've had the, I think we've had our locations database for, um, well, I started it, so yeah, about 18 years when I started doing location scouting, and so we 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 built this up, you know, over the many many years. Uh, we we typically put together a locations package. Um, we you know, give them all of the all the all the main components of the script that they need to make it happen. To, you know, uh, creatively, we send it out to them. Uh, they, you know, of course, review it. Then, you know, the second step is typically, you know, if they find something that they like, they'll, they'll come to the state. Sometimes we'll do location scouting with them, meaning my office, and I have somebody in my office that does that, and, mm -hmm. and we'll do some location scout, scouting with them. Uh, then we prefer to hand them over to somebody in the community because we all obviously want people to get paid here uh, because that's our I job is economic community development. So we'd like to hand them off to, you know, other location scouts that can help them, you know, sort of branch out into other places that they might be looking for. And, and I think, you know, after that, once they get a feel for what their, what their needs are here, you know, we call it emotionally moving them in. And, and what we find is that when we do get people on the ground here, we sort of emotionally move them into the locations and right. they can sort of see that they can do this creatively then it really comes down to you start connecting with people in the community. You start connecting them with uh, infrastructure, you know, so do you guys have, you know, grip and, uh, you know, grip and electric companies? Do you guys, you know, have uh, camera rentals? You know, do you guys have first ADs and second ADs and, and, you know, directors of photography? And so we, you know, we start to get into those conversations and it starts culminating around what can I get here in this state? What can I get on the ground? Because obviously it's more cost effective for them to get stuff here in the state. And that's what we want to do. So we start putting all those elements together for them. And then they can start seeing, okay, well, what do I need to bring in from outside the state versus what I can actually do here? And what is the sort of the cost, uh, you know, efficiencies of cost doing of that? Yeah, and and so we sort of go through that dance, and then of course, in the middle of all that, we it comes to incentives, mm -hmm. um, and that's part of the other big conversation that we have is incentives. And and if I could say, if I could tell you what 
what does 90% of my day entail? 90% of my day entails talking about incentives Interesting. Um, to production companies. Right. Who, who are we, who do we feel particularly competitive with along those lines? Are there states that are really throwing out huge incentives to try to attract companies to their neck of the woods or how competitive are we when it comes to incentives? The, yes, the, the incentives game is highly competitive. There's about 43 other states that have incentives right mm -hmm. now or have some sort of incentives program right now. On that list, Tennessee falls in probably the lower fifth percentile of states mm -hmm. that is competitive as far as incentives go. Uh, Georgia, um, Louisiana, New Mexico sort of being your top tier states that are highly competitive. Interesting. And so the difference between those are is you know Georgia will offer a 30 percent it's called a transferable tax credit on all above the line below the line resident and non-resident labor and uh, they basically have they you know you broker a tax credit and so you sell a tax credit off to people that have tax liabilities in Georgia and so it's uh, not limitless but it definitely gives you um, resources to go in and capture big production. So Disney does a lot of their Marvel stuff there. A lot of the big studios do their big, you know, motion picture tent pole movies, we call them there. Um, and so Louisiana is a saint structured the same way. And so you see a lot of these big tent pole movies that go to those type of states because they can get their actors incentivize they can um you know they can and they get them incentivized like a 30 percent yeah so it's very you know it's very lucrative for these people to go do that tennessee is structured differently we are structured as a grant and so what i get into my program is a finite amount of money each year and then i have to allocate that money um, to the best projects that I can allocate the money to that has the best return on investment for our state taxpayers. And so the way that we way that we work within the tax you know game is it's not a first come first serve. It's what's in the best interest of the state of Tennessee. And what's typically in the best interest of the state of Tennessee is can we find things that have Tennessee connections to them? Mm -hmm meaning can we do stuff that has maybe a tourism element to it to help with the broader economic impact of providing film and television incentives. And I work within the you know, context of maybe smaller films or TV series and smaller budgets because I don't have the large tax credit that the other ones do. And so, so we positioned ourselves as a little bit of a boutique you know, state in the realm of film and television, because if you're an independent producer and let's say you have a $5 million production, if you go to Georgia, yes, you might get 30%, but you might not have a big star attached to it. And mm -hmm. so that, that might not be a great payoff for you, but you're not going to get the crew because the crew is working on a huge $200 million Disney movie. And so the producers start weighing that out. And, and that's where, that's where I really come in at. I mean, as far as what I really do on a day-to-day -day basis is that I'm the guy whenever they start looking at Georgia and Tennessee and we start to look at the nuances between, you know, hey, your, your star talent doesn't necessarily have a $30 million price tag. You've got a $2 million 
price tag on this, you know, Tennessee can offer you, you know, great, um, you know, crew and great infrastructure. I can do it at a cost, maybe 15% less because of our cost of living versus like a mm -hmm. Georgia and all these nuances start to come in play. And so that's what my job really starts to come into focus is, is I start going down into the weeds with them right. and we start talking through what really, what practically may, I mean, what makes sense for you on a practical level? I know you like Georgia because it says 30%, but you know, you can come here to our state. You can be one of maybe a few other film and television productions going on here. You can get great crew, great, you know, great infrastructure. Um, you know, you know, our rebate is solid um, and we pay and we pay it back, you know, quickly. So all these things are going to the conversation outside of, of course, you know, hey, we got the workforce infrastructure, topography, but then you have to really dive into the nuances. And, you know, sometimes I work for two years. You know, I work for two years sometimes on these productions. Wow. And, um, well, and yeah, it's I mean, strategic negotiating, it sounds like. I mean, you have to know who you're up it, against and what your advantages are and your disadvantages and, you know, be able to sort of be nimble in the moment in the conversations that you're having to negotiate that. Do you, ever, do you see our state ever moving more in the direction of increasing the incentive opportunity? That's a great question. I, um, I really don't know the answer to that. <laughs> I, I think, um, you know, I, I, I think that we definitely can, you know, I don't believe in, I don't believe in putting large amounts of money towards, you know, these types of incentives, you know, you have Georgia, which as I think has put something like almost a billion dollars, you know, into their program. Mm -hmm. I think obviously taxpayer money it should be used for other things than really film or television. But what I, but, but the way I do look at it is that, you know, right now, you know, we at least need to have enough funding to compete, you know, with on a, what I would say, we're, we're a tier two state, you know, we're not New York or Los Angeles, but we do have the infrastructure to support, you know, moderate productions here. And so, I think that, you know, right now we're severely underfunded for what our workforce and our infrastructure capacity is. I think that we could be, you know, funded up to meet what that capacity is. Um, and then that would help us stabilize and, and grow. And that's the way that, you know, at least in the conversations that I have with legislatures or, you know, with other government leaders is I, I try to shift this conversation to, these are folks that are working in transportation. These are folks that have that they're, they're electricians, uh, they're driving trucks. You know, they're you know they're involved in textiles or construction, or they own a small business. You know, which you know can service the end of the the movie industry because the film and television industry is so broad mm -hmm. with what it touches when it comes here. I mean. Just think of what's on a set. When you look at a camera and you look at the set, you know, you see couches and picture frames and flowers. I mean, all that stuff has to come. Yeah, I mean, all that stuff has to come from, from small businesses. And, and that's, the, that's, that's the focus. You know, the focus is not on Hollywood because, I mean, we don't, you know, that doesn't do anything. You know, who, you know it's like, okay, Hollywood, great. But, you know, the, the thing is that we have a, we have this 
great creative class here. And if we want to maintain it and keep it, we want to give people the opportunity to work in it. Then I think, you know, that's where we need, we need to position incentives to help do that. Not, not to necessarily do what Georgia, Louisiana does, but to, you know, find, I think, productions that we really feel are great for our state. Mm -hmm. To take it up a notch. Bob, you have a fascinating job and I, I really appreciate you sharing your your extremely interesting perspectives on a pretty important aspect of our economic development activity here in the state of Tennessee. Is there anything else that you want to add to the conversation? This has been very informative. Thanks so much. Kathy, thank you for having me, giving me the opportunity to, you know, yeah, talk about our, our entertainment industry. Um, you know, I, you know, I really just, you know, want to put focus on our, creative class here i mean that's that's really what i feel you know my job and and what i try to put focus on my job day to day is growing our creative class giving our creative class the unique opportunity to work in their state and Mm -hmm. to work near their home which is what we all want and to raise their families and to provide educations to their kids and do all the stuff that we all want to do um, and I think that that's really the most important focus in in what we do, you know, at the Tennessee Entertainment Commission in, in making sure that we're growing that and we're retaining that. And I always, I always encourage everybody, if you are in the entertainment industry, you know, I encourage people to reach out to their legislatures. I encourage people to you know reach out to their government leaders on a local and state level to let them know that i work in this industry and to humanize it Mm -hmm. um, because i think people get the image of what's in front of the camera and that's all people see or or or, or what they hear right over the uh, on the on the record or over the radio you know you sort of get the end product there's Um, so many parts and pieces that go into it yeah exactly there's just so much that goes into that and the end product is great and we all enjoy it and um and that's very important that that we try to retain that here in our state because it's a unique asset and when it's gone it's gone it doesn't come back and so uh again i i you know encourage folks who you know might be listening to your podcast if they are in, in the industry to you know, reach out to people who make the decisions on, um, you know, growing this industry here. Very good. Bob, we appreciate your time and your insights, and we just wish you the very best moving forward. It sounds like you're doing a great job and and a job that you truly love. So thanks for talking to us today on Sweet Tea and Strategy. Thank you. Thank you. Anytime. Pleasure.